0: Welcome to the SIPE Show. Sype, Saskatchewan Young Professionals and Entrepreneurs, is exactly who we'll feature as we aim to connect, engage, and inspire our listeners. Here's your host, SIPE board member, owner of Sick Picks Productions, and proud Saskatchewan ambassador, Chris
1: Sikorski. What's happening, fam? Welcome back to the show. My name's Chris Sikorski, and it's episode two here on the Sype Show. Today we sit down with Travis Lowe, he's the owner of Blue Moose Media, a team of social media educators right here in Saskatchewan. Travis has a passion for business and his community, and is a former Sipe Silver Spades Entrepreneur of the Year winner, Travis may be best known for his incredibly successful charity fundraiser event, Lowe's in Motion, that celebrated 10 annual events, raising significant amounts of awareness and funding for Parkinson's Canada. But Travis, he's got his hands in all sorts of things, so let's dive right in. It's The Cype Show, Episode 2, with Travis Lowe. What's happening, buddy? Oh, nothing
0: much, man. Just excited to have a little chat with you. So,
1: hey, you just got back from a trip. Uh, you did a little bit of, uh, carving some pow. Yeah. How was
0: it? Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. We were out in Panorama with the team and, and yeah, had some good times, no injuries, lots of laughs and I'd say that's a successful weekend.
1: I think so. Uh, okay. So talk about, talk about that culture. I think we got to dive right in. I mean, wow, yeah. what about.
0: Well, like let's, before we get into this, hey, like what do we got in front of us here? Let's you do know? It, A little local Oh, we action. got, we got the shipwreck. Island lime, never had this one we before, gotta pick but up the, uh, uh, that sweet, you know what, here, day. here, let's just go here. Oh Ooh, yeah, that is, sounds delicious. Is there a better sound? Delicious. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers pal. Yeah. Uh
1: Amazing. Yeah, so we are actively looking for a drink sponsor. Yeah, this. well,
0: Shipwreck, thank you very much, because that is this delish. Is
1: Keeps us hydrated. It's a little toasty in here. I will say in the sound lounge, but uh, it's cozy. It's what you it know,
0: is. <laughs> T-bone, he, T-bone just does that to keep you loose. You know, you got to just stay active and uh, just be able to move around a little.
1: Whether it's popcorn, uh, <clears throat> that spicy popcorn or uh, or the sound lounge vibes. Right? Yeah, Either way. totally. So, uh, okay, let's circle back. So you have a team retreat in the mountains. I mean, does it get better than that? Like what a, what a deal. Yeah. Like, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Talk about the culture at Blue Moose Media. And, and, and maybe before we go too far, do you want to maybe chat a little bit about, uh, what brings you here? Uh, you know, what, what maybe your, uh, experiences in the business community and maybe part of your journey, uh, to this point. Oh, sure.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's Loaded. So, okay. Hold on. Am I going culture first and then going
1: backtrack or <laughs> let's give the listeners a little bit of a, a preamble here. Okay. So Travis Lowe, uh, you've been in business for, for many years. You have a charitable background and a big community guy, Sure, but, but talk a little bit about Blue Moose. You're kind of uh, your baby at this yeah,
0: point. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, so we started Blue Moose five years ago. Um, and really, I mean, probably like a lot of entrepreneurs came in with an idea that we didn't necessarily stick with. And so, you know, we came out doing social media management and, and wanted to help out companies with, with social media and, and, um, doing their content creation for them and. And then actually it kind of happened by fluke where a good buddy of mine wanted to utilize our services. They wanted to ramp up their, their efforts on online and, but they didn't want to pay for our services. And he said, I want to support you. I want to support your new business, but I, you know, can you just show us how to do it? And I was like, yeah, maybe. And so I went back and, and chatted with uh, Ricky, uh, my business partner and, and Ricky Forbes and, and, uh and. Yeah, we kind of just set off at that point and said, yeah, let's create a course. And so, yeah, I guess that's kind of how the whole training and and, uh, consulting uh, path started. And and we've been rocking that strong ever since and don't do any uh, social media management anymore uh, like we initially intended to. Strictly
1: education.
0: Strictly empowering and educating uh, organizations so they can do it themselves. Very cool. And the
1: game is always changing yeah so of course that keeps you guys on your toes <clears> and keeps your clients coming back
0: yeah I mean it's a it's it's a tough thing sometimes I mean obviously for our team we're very fortunate to have an awesome team that is on top of it all the time and and every single new change that's happening in these in these platforms and uh, you know the new tools that come out we're on top of it as soon as we can to be able to pass along that knowledge to our clients and and uh, I guess that's what makes us still relevant. So very
1: cool, man. Uh, so are you kind of a, you know, a five-year plan, 10-year plan? Like, did you have this all laid out? It, it, it seems to me as though it would be something that kind of, uh, you know, kind of fell in your lap and, and at no point when you're going through Edwards and business college, you thought like, Hey, I'm going to teach people how to, uh, how to Instagram as, as No, oh, the man. Kids say, no,
0: but. it's so funny actually, because um, if I go back before we even started Blue Moose, I took a year off travel or a year off to travel and I went to, I was in Europe and I was in South America and you know, I love travel. I've traveled the world. I, it's a, a huge part of my world. And, um, I've always known that I wanted to entrepreneur something. I've always known I wanted to start a business, but I've never known what it was going to be. And actually it's so funny when I came home from traveling. I have like a love-hate relationship with social media. I actually personally don't really use social media. Um, I, you don't see me being too active out there. And so the fact that I now own a digital marketing company, uh, is very strange. And so I had come back and because I've always wanted to start a business, I used to just like, I mean, jot down ideas. I would like, you know, be having beers, smoking weed with my buddies, um, brainstorming ideas and, and, and I, <laughs> I gave this class to Steph Young's MBA class um, last week, and it was so funny, the, the weed part. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know how I used to come up with business ideas? I used to smoke a doobie. Yeah, and uh, and she was all for it. And, and, uh, and come up with ideas. And, and when I would come up with a good idea... I would leave a voicemail for myself. And Ooh. and that's how I used to do it. I, it was so funny. I used to like come up with these what I thought were br- what what I thought were brilliant ideas. Trav. Brilliant ideas, leave myself a voicemail and then the next day check them and, you know, and at that at that time, all at, garbage. Yeah, at that yeah. time. Ju- judge <laughs> if they're good or not. No, of course there're some good ones. Man, that's sometimes it. your most creative thoughts. Absolutely, right? Yeah. Especially late at night.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely.
0: No, yeah. that's uh Anyways, so I had all these ideas down and I would always kind of go walk through, like, is this actually feasible? Like, is this actually going to, you know, is there going to be any kind of business here? And so I would crunch quick financials and kind of walk through the plan and, uh, and see, is this going to be lucrative enough to actually be able to, to be a business? And so I was kind of going through that process and then I was just paddleboarding down the river with uh, my good buddy, Ricky Forbes, um, and kind of just. He was kind of at a crossroads and I was also at the same point and we just said, you know what, why don't we do something together? And, and that's when we just said, let's go for it. And, you know, we don't have this flushed out. So to your, to answer your question, no, we didn't have a five year, you know, a, a true five year plan. No, I didn't really know where we were going. And I think that's probably how a lot of businesses go is for, you for know, sure. get it rolling, see where it takes you, find out where the other gaps in the market are and try to fill them. So. If there's a
1: sentiment to be, you know, taken away, there, it's keep your eyes open, and maybe you're not married to any one direction or idea, and and the game changes, and and sometimes you got to pivot, and yeah, and, of course, uh, and yeah, just be open <clears throat> to opportunity, right? So when opportunity meets preparation, I think that's the intersection that uh, that's when you get really dangerous, is how that goes. <laughs> um, okay, that's big. Okay, so so you have this incredible team of educators, and you've uh, had this impact on so many different businesses and organizations here in the province. Um, but there's there is a culture and there's a vibe and it kinda goes back to what we were talking about. You just got back from a snowboarding trip and, uh, I mean, it's, it's that kind of stuff that I think has attracted a really strong team. And so maybe just talk a little bit about, uh, you know, as, as owner, um, operator, um, you know, HR, you wear a lot of different hats, uh, at, at Blue Moose as, as, as a, as a growing business to start, but just talk about how important good people are to the success of your business and, and that culture and, and the team.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Well, if I can... You know, really give credit to Tracy Arno, Essence Recruitment. I mean, she is a good friend, longtime friend, and and uh, you know, quite uh, involved in our business community. And she taught me early on, like don't necessarily just hire because somebody has got all the qualifications and experience, make sure you're hiring fit first. And then from there, make sure, sh- you know, can they do the job? And so that's been our, that's been our approach ever, ever since we started in business. And fit she first. Fit, like fit first, it's, it's all about the culture and it's make sure that, uh, you know, they have a good attitude, that they're going to fit kind of your, your culture, that you're going to be able to get along with this person. And then of course, you know, um, and, and I mean, cultures can mean so many different things. And for us, it's not just about having fun right like it's know, not all fun and games no 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 but like culture i mean like culture and organization is you're you know sure like having fun and being like enjoy like having i enjoy having my team around they are like a family there is very much that part of it open communication and and respect for each other and you know um have a, a good social conscious and they you know care about the community and all of those things meet my criteria for what culture actually is. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, really we're always kind of look for those things when we're looking into new candidates and and that type of thing. And so, you know, I think taking that approach now has turned into this amazing culture and so everybody sees the end product of where it's at, but obviously it takes time and, and Mm -hmm. you have to, you know, always be massaging and, and nurturing that, that culture to make sure that it. It stays intact, right? And so, and everybody plays a part in keeping that as the, mm. as the culture, right? So, um, you know, it'll be important for us as we continue to grow, um, to make sure that the rest of the team is living those values too, so.
1: That's big. Um, how, how do you think you came to be, you know, such a, such a community player and, and a big part of the Saskatoon, uh, business landscape and, uh, I mean, was it, was it, uh, did your parents have an influence there or is it just a love for business? And it kind of led to that, uh, you know, it seems like, you know, you're, you're always in the thick of things in the mix. Uh, and so what do you think, uh, what do you think it is that, that brought you to that point?
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So probably not, I mean, in terms of like me getting into business, probably not my parents with an entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, My dad was a 35 year old SAS power employee. My mom was 25 years at the credit union. So lifers in these organizations, not, you know, in an entrepreneurial state.
1: I I feel that. My folks were very like risk averse. Yeah. uh, So it didn't really jive at first, but uh, no, I feel that.
0: So no, so it was not them, but funny enough that both of their parents, you know, my my grandpa on one side was a farmer, my other grandpa, he was an entrepreneur. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, maybe there's a bit of that. When I was in high school, I worked for a a sporting retail store for three years. And I think that was really what my first, um, influence or like what kind of first inspired me to go down the business route. Um, also one of my buddies, mom's was a financial advisor and I actually always thought that was the route I wanted to go. Mm. And so. That kind of is why I got involved uh, and sorry, went to Edwards School of Business uh, was that I just wanted to go in business and become a financial advisor and and maybe someday start up my own business. And so um, I did kind of do that. I, I did the co-op program at Edwards and, and got hired by uh, no uh, – you know, the only guy that you could ever imagine hiring me is Evan Drizner, <laughs> um, uh, and so Driz um, hired me. Uh, he was quite new in his role, and him and I kind of got involved in the business community right away, in networking. He was the business development manager and at a, at uh, Uyghurs Financial, and and yeah, him and I just hit the hit the networking events and tried to figure it out, and so that kind of got me involved in the business community and kind of, you know, going to all the chamber events and, you know, NSBA and site events. Um, and so that's how I got involved in the business community. Um, and really actually that job that, you know, it was my third year university. My dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's, um, two years prior to that. Um, and, I had done an event in town called Superwalk for Parkinson's. It's a national fundraiser for Parkinson's disease. And two years in a row I had raised $0 on my pledge sheet, literally goose eggs. And that's tough. And I was like, come on, man. I was like, come on, you can't just, you got to do something here. And so. Are you telling me none of your hockey bros can chip in 20 bucks? Man, I just didn't want to ask. I just didn't, I didn't love, I didn't love the act of asking. Yeah, I didn't like, I didn't like that. And so (laughs) what did I do? Well. At that time, you know, when I was in my third year university, I used to plan a lot of parties and uh, you know, pub crawls, lots of pub crawls, lots of events for my birthday. And so every single time I would do that, you know, a pub crawl attract, maybe a hundred, 150 people charge them 20 bucks a head. And all of a sudden I'm walking away with like a wad of cash in my pocket. Yeah, after party baby, let's go. Yeah. (laughs) And so that honestly, me organizing those pub crawls and parties gave me confidence to say like, why don't you just do something bigger than that? You know? I can bring people together. Do, do something bigger and raise some money for Parkinson's. And that's ultimately, that's really cool. you know, what kind of was the the inspiration or like how Lose Emotion was born. And so, um, you yeah, know, I know you didn't ask me specifically, but that's how mm. I got in t- into the Which of course led community. to
1: bigger, better things and relationships and new people and all of it. You
0: know, I'll I'll to this day say Lowe's Emotion was my first entrepreneurial venture, right? Like it started from scratch. Um, You know, it was an event uh, that we had to create a brand around and had to attract people, you know, obviously people to it and sponsors. And, um, you know, I had to crunch financials and my parents always tell the story where Um, I presented them what my financial projections were for the event. And I thought that we could make, I thought we could net 23,000 and keep in mind like their backgrounds, they're like, oh my goodness. Like, don't, don't share this with anybody. Like you're, don't, don't, don't embarrass us. Travis is dreaming again. Hey, classic. Yeah. And so, but I convinced them. I was like, okay, yeah. My buddy Driz, he plays in the church band and he said that he, his band is really good. (laughs) And so uh, they're like,
1: okay, we're going to have him. At this at this
0: show, and it's going to be a bust. Yeah, right? and like so and so, have, my, so my zero faith at this so, point. so my parents don't know him at this time, and they're like, yeah, okay, like uh, you know, they're inviting all their like friends from back home and whatever, and they're like, yeah, Trav's like boss. Boss is like church band's gonna be playing at this event, and so there's 350 people coming to this thing, and she's freaking out. And then as soon as they're doing sound checks she was just like, "Oh my god, these guys are amazing!" Whoa. And and that turned and, the tide. And then and then it took off. I mean, and it was the, so the funny thing is that initial projection of 23 grand is exactly what we made that year. Um, no way. Yeah, so we netted 23 and um, so the projections weren't far off. I mean, it, it kind of didn't exactly pair up, but the, the end number was what we were looking for. Um, and that was the first annual and, and it was funny because I, I titled it first annual, uh, in the first year and my parents were like, oh my goodness, like, don't do that. Like, you know, how about we just call it like, you know, just an event this year. Like, why do you have to put annual in there? And then, so we kicked off from there and, and, you know, um, the rest is history. I mean, we, we grew the event from those 350 people to selling out Prairie Land Park. And, you know, in our best years, we were bringing in 1200 people and, and. And, um, you know, raised in our best year, 130,000 net and, um, you know, it was amazing. And, um, yeah, it was uh, it's an incredible uh, uh, memory and um, thing that we did so
1: 10 years uh, yeah. something like uh, just an incredible achievement for for a one-off let alone uh, an annual event that just grew uh, the pleasure of taking it in um, several years and, and and being part of the committee there um, contributing the way we could in terms of uh, helping tell a story there and Um, yeah, it was just, it was, it was something that I think a lot of people had circled on their calendars. And I know with SIPE, um, the idea is, is, hey, to, to connect and to do some business, but also have some fun and Lowe's in motion. Like, I mean, that's like the, that's the, the, the playbook. If you, if you want to, you know, emulate that, that formula, right. I mean, you guys really nailed it in terms of having a good time, but still making an impact.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, um, you know, we always felt that, you know, what was our mission, you know, obviously it was to raise dollars, but it was to, to build awareness as well. And so, you know, we wanted to attract people. And so we always kept our tickets prices quite affordable, um, to make sure that we were bringing in, you know, full, full venues and, and, you know, um, obviously still raising money, but then having an opportunity to be able to educate some people, uh, there. But then also just blow the roof off and like have a ton of fun. And, you know, it was just so unique because I was so young starting it. And so obviously my group of friends were coming to the event Mm -hmm. in our early 20s at that time or early to mid 20s. And then my parents were in their like early 50s at the time or early to mid 50s. And so it just attracted this like really cool, um, you know, young and kind of like mid-age vibe uh, and just a huge, like really cool energy. And so you can imagine for a Parkinson's event, like across the country and, and I'll get to like I used to, you know, I did take over the charity that we raised money for. And so all my colleagues across the country, as I started to like meet them and I was telling them about it, they're like, oh wow. They're like, that doesn't exist anywhere. You know, no Parkinson event is attracting young people. It's all older people. Yeah. And so it was really cool because we were able to, you know, I was able to connect with other kids whose parents had Parkinson's. Well, that's just it. And I so, mean, it's
1: like, those are people's mums and dads and grandpas and grandmas, totally. right? So
0: yeah. how's dad? He's great. Yeah. Great. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, he's doing uh, really good. I mean, in terms of you know, obviously progressing through the disease, but you know, good spirits and, and, uh, managing, you know, the progression as, as well as he can and, and, uh, always working hard to battle that. So yeah, no, absolutely.
1: Very, very cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's when you think Travis Lowe, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely be kicking myself. We didn't touch on, on Lowe's emotion, right? So a big part of your story and, 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 and just who you, who you are, um, so let's uh, let's keep on keeping on. Uh, what projects do you currently uh, have on the go? What's got you excited? Uh, are you uh, are you excited for swinging with the stars or what?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's yeah. So swinging the stars is something that's on the go, and and you know I got asked to do that this year, and um, you know I used to think that like after a few drinks, I could really dance well. And that's kind of why I signed up. I was like, oh yeah, I just got to have a few drinks, get a little buzz Nothing going, get a little buzz going. And then all of a sudden I'll be impressing everybody on that stage. And then- Lacey showed you video of, and, uh, of a big night out. And yeah, uh, <laughs> and no, and then I chose hip hop as my dance and I mm-hmm. got into the studio and I was like, Turns oh my a- God, this is like a whole different ball game. And so, yeah, it was uh it's been a really cool um, it's been fun to practice through it. You know, my partner, my partner, Elaria Azuzak has, has been an amazing, um, you know, partner and showing me the way and having a ton of patience with me. And so I'm just excited for it to finally happen. I mean, obviously COVID has not been kind to the event and we've been delayed and still waiting on kind of an official new date. But, um, but yeah, it's exciting to kind of be back with a fundraising hat on and, and uh, you know, get to. Show those dance skills in front of a whole lot of people, which yeah, makes me a little nervous. We're but, pretty fired up. We can't yeah.
1: wait. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the event, uh, Swing with the Stars, it is a fundraiser for the uh, Saskatoon City Hospital Foundation, and uh, it's 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 a banger every year, right? So uh, look forward to uh, to that. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about Sipe, uh, your experience uh, with Sipe, and uh, and and some of the events, and just maybe the importance of networking and connecting.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, um, you know, the silver spade event is a, a, you know, awesome profile of, you know, the young entrepreneurs and professionals in the province and, um, you know, really celebrating, you know, that young, uh, entrepreneurial spirit and, and, um, you know, super cool to go to those events and, and be able to network with, you know, like-minded people that are all, you know, in it for the same thing, just trying to grow professionally and, and meet some new people in the community and, and expand that network. And, and, you know, I've I've personally benefited from networking in those types of events for years. So, you know, it's funny, like you meet these people along, you know, early in your career um, who just still always remain part of your life. And, and uh, you keep on running into them over the next, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. And I can imagine, you know, some of the seasoned business people in town will tell stories about how they met so-and-so and and they're like changed their life. And I mean, like now these people are, you know, the the decision makers, the, the people mm-hmm. who are, you know, really the community builders in, in this community. And, and that's just so cool to think like you were probably just getting drunk with that friend uh, who, you know, just happened to be at this business event with you. And then years later, you've you've made such a difference in our community. And so I think it's just cool. And, and that's what I love about our business community. We're so tight knit here. Um, you meet so many amazing people um, who become really Part of your, your, your circle of, of people that you like to hang out with. And yes, it's, yes, you're going to a business networking event and technically that's work because yes, sometimes you are kind of there with a work hat on, but like, I just love going and seeing people and, and being able to catch up and see how they're doing and see how their families are doing. Like, it's not all business, so. I think that's the coolest part about it. I think it was Stephanie Young who had said, "You never truly know
1: uh, what maybe that young professional or young entrepreneur uh, grows into or evolves into, yeah. right?" and and so. Um, To be, okay, so let's talk about, you know, being, you know, being honored with, uh, entrepreneur of the year. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. And I know Blue Moose has, uh, racked up some hardware and that's mainly what you guys are in it for. Hey, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) No, no. Yeah. I mean, obviously it was a huge honor and, and I was, you know, very proud to, to win that. And, um, you know, it's, um. Is, is, is it ever a feeling of, you know, Hey, wow, we've,
1: we've, we've made it. I know, I know, I already know the answer, right? There's no way. Right. No. Uh, it's just like, you know, I guess we're hustling harder. That's how I would approach it. Right. For sure. And, um, but, uh, you know, with, with, when you look at Abex and Sabex and, you know, there's, there's really been some, some pretty impressive accomplishments for, for Blue Moose and your, and yourself and, um. Yeah, it's just uh, you know, your name's called, and 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 what exactly goes through your head, and and what's the approach to to, to celebrating? Because I think uh, celebrating success is is definitely key, right? So, mm-hmm. um, absolutely worth uh, worth celebrating and 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 recognizing that hard work and dedication, all those good things. Um, but then of course, uh, you know, not getting ahead of yourself, right? And can't keeping your eyes on the prize. So maybe just talk about the feelings uh, of being recognized, and 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 how that. Uh, feels to you?
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, obviously it feels good, Um, but it's, yeah, don't let it get to your head. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's an interesting thing that um, all of us as human beings battle an ego, of course, and uh, you don't want your ego to take over in terms of thinking that you're, you know, all of a sudden great because you've had, you know, won some accolades, you know, received some accolades. And so... Um, I think always remaining humble and, and, you know, kind of remembering how hard it's been to get to where you're at and how hard it's going to be to get to where you're going and, and uh, you're always learning. And, and um, I think that's the, probably the funnest thing about business is like, you know, yes, you hit these milestones, celebrate them and definitely like, you know, reflect and, and think about like the hard work and the plans that it took to get there. And then set your sights forward and just keep on, uh, trying to reach that next milestone. And, and then of course, you know, kind of repeat that cycle. And, and, um, you know, I think that's, well, I mean, that's a cool part of life, you know, obviously business as well, but.
1: You've had some, uh, Blue Moose as a, as a whole has had some uh, strong growth over the years. And so is, is, is that is that going to continue to be a a goal or is it kind of just assessing the market and and we'll, we'll see what happens? Um, What is the hope, I guess, for, for moving forward?
0: Yeah, no. And that's a great question. It's, and it's hard. I mean, like really if I kind of come back to ego on this, like there's so much opportunity out there that you could grow big and you could blow this up into something that's, you know, um, a bigger corporation. And for me personally, it's not really the goal. Um, You know, I definitely like want to make a big difference in our community. I want to grow a team that can, um, you know, make meaningful impacts on, on, you know, businesses, nonprofit, for-profit charitable, uh, businesses. Um, and I want to grow a team big enough that, you know, can handle some of those complexities and can handle a decent volume of business, but I don't want to grow so big that you lose sight of that culture piece and all of a sudden. yeah. And, and it starts to confuse things and, and you can imagine, and I've ch- chatted with lots of businesses where you know, your mindset's on growth, but you're not actually kind of moving the needle. You're actually working harder, making less money, making less of a difference mm-hmm. and because you're burning out. So it's trying to find that like balance and and that kind of like middle point to be able to uh, find that. And so for me, I would say like an organization like 12 to 15, maybe 20 people would be kind of a max size um, where we're able to really like grow the the curriculum, you know, go deeper relationship with our clients, be able to serve the community community um, with high quality service, high quality premium service, um, but not necessarily, you know, be across Canada or anything, or even across Western Canada, you know, like really own Saskatchewan's market and, and um, you know, just serve the market really well and, and make sure that we're always, you know, keeping the Saskatchewan business community in mind. Yeah. So. Talk a little bit about
1: uh, the challenges through the pandemic. Uh, so you have an in-person based business model with yeah. your teachings. Uh, so a lot of us, we moved to, to video calls and, and to the online thing you guys did as well. But just talk about some of those challenges and how you've been able to navigate the pandemic.
0: Yeah, the pandemic was brutal um, at, at first, of course. I love um, when you say was, it just gives me like a lot of hope. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really right. I need to, I need to, <laughs> you're right, actually.
1: I'll well. jump in real quick. Because last year, uh, it was like July, right? Yeah. Mandates were lifted. Vaccines were rolled out. And I was running around playing Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead from uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Like just blasting it all the time. And Kirsten was like, mm, this feels like maybe a little premature.
0: <laughs> oh, man. But uh, yeah. yeah, I really ate that one. So I got to choose a different choice of words, I guess. When the pandemic hit, it was crazy in terms of the panic and anxiety that set in and that would have been across the board for any business. I, I literally didn't know, I didn't know like how severe this is going to be, how long is it going to last? Like, um, you know, how much cash do we have in the bank and when are we going to start to be able to like actually be able to earn an income again? Like, when can we actually start to see some, some businesses needing our services? Because if this thing is, you know, gloom and doom as they're talking, like, what business is even going to be like? We're all locked down. How are people even doing business? And so questions. And so so the so the consideration came: like, do we go into hibernation? You know, like, do we just try to like take whatever the cash we have in the bank, lay lay off our team, and go into hibernation and just like hold on tight, dial back expenses. Right, and I,
1: it's not the worst idea.
0: No, right? and, I mean it definitely crossed my mind. I mm-hmm. I crunched the numbers. Um, you know, definitely was considering it until. Uh, I got a bit of a, you know, kick in the ass from, you know, somebody who means a lot to me and our, you know, our business mentor, Tim Hansen And so Tim really said to us, like, come on guys, like you guys got to get creative, like, you know, think about how you can still serve your client base. How can you offer them value? Um, you know, get through this, like, don't, don't shut down, don't stop thinking about how you can navigate this. And so that's all we needed to hear. And it was, you know, basically as soon as we walked to that meeting, it was, okay, let's figure this out. And it was, you know, crunching new financials, figuring out, okay, what do we have to do? We have to, you know, navigate to a virtual format. Um, we have to be able to serve the existing clients that we have on the books. We need to be able to attract new business. We also need to serve the community. And so we kind of split the team, uh, half the team figured out how to like go virtual, half the team built a, a COVID, uh, uh, handbook. Um, to help businesses to, you know, navigate how they could do social media during this time. Um, and that took a huge amount of time to be able to build both of those uh, things and, you know, coming out of it, and I kind of called that strategy. It was kind of, you know, community over conversion. And so Mm. it was more about like contributing back, uh, as opposed to looking for anything in return. And, and I think that, you know, it probably earned some respect in the business community from some, uh, businesses that remembered that once. We made it through that stage of the pandemic, and then all of a sudden things were opening back up, and, and, you know, we really actually kind of did quite well during that time period because, um, uh, you know, we had maintained just being true to who we were, so. No, that's big. Uh, Just circling
1: back, yeah, going dark is... (laughs) <laughs> maybe yeah, it's it's not the right play, uh once you examine it all and, and for every industry and business it's gonna be different for sure. But I think you guys made the the right uh the right choice there, absolutely. Um and yeah, hey, all it takes is maybe a mentor to kinda, you know, uh kick your butt, like you said, right? So no yeah. that's big. Um how was the, how was the response? How was the reception, uh, you know, to, to, to jam with you guys in person and to have that hands-on approach is pretty cool, tough to beat, uh, but how was the response to the, to the online approach?
0: Yeah, no, it was great. Um, you know. At that point, we were really able to reach the entire province with our virtual offering and and we really focused, you know, what we were known for prior to that was just an awesome hands-on experience. And so we really tried to emulate that in a virtual format. Switching gears, it's,
1: uh, okay, so it's it's, it's Friday night uh, after a big week, and you got the night off, uh, you got some T-bone, popcorn spice uh, going on <laughs> your popcorn, and you're sitting down, what are we watching, what are we binging, uh, are you a Netflix guy, what's going on, man? Oh,
0: man, um, yeah, uh... Well, I, I guess usually a Friday afternoon, Friday, 3 o'clock, we're having beers at the office. Beauty? Um, at 3? Wow, that's big. Well, 3, 3.30-ish, who knows, maybe 2 o'clock. <laughs> it just depends on how the week was, I guess. <sighs> and then, yeah, I head home and meet up with my girlfriend Lacey and, and our pop and... and I don't know, man. I, I'm not much of a TV guy, actually. Um, That's big. Just, my team, just reading. My just just no, biographies, hey? Yeah, no, no. I like what to just, an inspiration I actually like, all. I actually like to just sit down and, and have a drink and talk to my friends. That's kind of where I'm at. So. That's big, man. Okay, well, just like we're doing now. This is yeah, good. This is yeah, good. this is like my dream. <laughs> <laughs> God, we're going we're
1: gonna to frame that one, hey? Um, okay, uh, Speed round as we continue here into a little bit uh, lighter content. So if you could have a drink, say, or a chat with anyone, any one person, dead or alive, who you got?
0: Yeah, man, I, know uh, for sure. My grandpa Clive, he was, uh, he was an amazing guy. Um, I love to hang out with him. I love to go into the community. He, um.
1: This is your dad's dad? Uh, my mom's your dad. mom's dad.
0: Yeah, Got it. Yeah. Yeah. He passed away a few years ago, uh, died on his 96th birthday. And, no way. And, uh, yeah, he was just an incredible human and, um, somebody that I, you know, obviously look up to and, and, um, you know, uh is a good role model for me to try to model my life after.
1: And did he have the agriculture background? He he was the farmer
0: and and, uh, literally that guy could like walk into any room to a bunch of strangers and strike up a conversation with anybody Mm -hmm. and he would literally be... Talking to strangers about you name it. And it was just I knew so, another guy like that. It eh? was just so fun to watch <laughs> him and everybody loved the guy and it was just uh, yeah, pretty cool pretty cool role model. So
1: that is uh, that's a really strong answer, man. Um favorite restaurant in Saskatoon? Or in the province. This is a provincial show, I suppose, if you're ever getting down to Regina <laughs> for
0: some eats. Yeah, no, I um I do love sticks and stones, actually, you know, good cocktails, yeah, amazing big. food. Um, uh, yeah, it's definitely I, a favorite of ours, for yeah, sure. I do love sticks and stones. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Let's talk about uh, work-life balance. Uh, so, you know, as an entrepreneur, uh, it's something we're always working on, for sure. But wellness is key. And I know, uh, you know, whether it's uh, stand-up paddleboarding or, you know, doing the bike trips or, or, or canoe trips... Uh, you've done, uh, a, a fair bit of traveling and it seems like wellness is important to you and something that's value. Just talk about that reset and, and what it means to maybe step away every so often.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> you know, I learned probably some tough lessons and I probably, you know, I've, I've always been focused on, on health. So I've always ate well and I've always exercised. Um, and I thought that was like, you know, what health was. I thought that's really like what people were referring to until I started working for Parkinson's and I was 25 years old and had taken on, you know, the executive director position with Parkinson's society. And I can remember I would have my phone in my pocket and I'd be talking to you at wherever. And if I felt my phone buzz, it literally drove anxiety from my pocket to my chest. And I really started to struggle with anxiety at that time in my life. And I battled anxiety for, I mean, I still battle anxiety. um, And, but I've definitely learned ways of coping with it a lot better over the years. Um, You know, it was um, something that I realized you can't be consumed by this. You can't allow notifications. You can't allow, um, you know, um, communication. You know, there's so many different stakeholders always demanding your attention and you can't necessarily just give in to them at any, uh, any time of the day. And so. I created some rules. I created some parameters for myself to kind of live within. And so I, you know, I created a rule. One of them is that I will only respond to an email during work hours because I want to always create that expectation that I'm only going, I'm only available during those times. I do read or glance through emails outside of work hours, but I don't let it like take over. And it can be an easy one to break. You care a lot. You want to be there for your clients. Totally. But it's also about creating... That expectation for the client that mm-hmm. you're not always available, for and sure. so because all of a
1: sudden it's like every night it, at nine p.m. all of a sudden, right? So and they're and they're either work. and they're
0: either calling you or texting or emailing you, and they demand us or they expect a response. So that was one thing. And then notifications is another thing. And then I don't know, you know, what I I didn't really realize it until probably the last few years, but I actually when I just recently I was diagnosed, I I have OCD. Um, And so, you know, it's probably one of the reasons that that's one of the contributing factors to my anxiety is that I just have looping thought and, um, you know, sometimes not pleasant thoughts and that's unfortunate. Um, And, you know, coming up with that realization or having, you know, or being able to talk to somebody and and figuring out that's what actually what it was, was a really healthy thing for me that, you know, my thoughts are not real um, and, I really became a dedicated meditator. Um, And so, you know, mindfulness for me uh, is huge. And so any, you know, what meditation helps me to do now is it's my exercise to catch myself in those looping thoughts. And so the mindfulness is just the awareness of kind of where your head's going. And so um, that was health, that was so good for me. And that's where, you know, kind of referring back to what I said earlier, I used to think like me having a good, you know, diet and a good exercise program was like me being a healthy person, but like wellness is, you know, really kind of full and, you know, so like you, you need, you need You're going to, need to focus on that mental health aspect and, and, you know, obviously the pressures and, and, um, you know, the busyness and the stimulation that you get, you know, when you're, whether you're, you know, a, a professional in any capacity or a business owner, um it just is higher uh, and so it's uh you know it's just you got to make sure you're taking care of yourself so that you can do the job properly too so and yes, I mean, I love to like take off and, and unwind. I love digital darkness, I call it. Like, mm. I love to get myself in the boonies and, and, uh, you know, be disconnected by phone because then you literally don't have an opportunity to check anything. Um, and so, big. Or, you know, remember
1: when we used to travel and, and you wouldn't have Wi Fi or yeah, that, man. right? I mean, those the days, greatest, those days are gone. Today. The greatest
0: days ever. And, and all you had was a camera and mm. you just rolled with it and until you got to a Wi Fi cafe. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so, I mean, I actually still do. That like when I go when I did that year in, in Europe I would purposely not buy SIM cards and mm. and you know um, only be able to connect to Wi Fi when I was able to get somewhere and that oh, was yeah. that was awesome because You're actually you know a present you and not a walking yeah. ro- robot well right? because otherwise yeah. like. You know, you could be on a train somewhere, taking a bus and like have amazing scenery around Mm -hmm. you. And what are you doing? You're buried in your phone looking at Instagram. (laughs) You know, like, it's so crazy. And this is where I have- About the snow back home in Saskatchewan. Well, anything, man, or comparing yourself to other people. Like this is where I have this like love-hate relationship with social media. I mean, like, obviously I'm not like, you know, uh, oblivious to the fact that it has had societal impact. Right. So I understand all that. Um, and so that's where it, it kind of like it, I, I, get caught up with it sometimes. Um, did you happen to watch the social dilemma? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of no, course, no. Of and course, that, and that's, course.
1: and that sucks. It's, 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 it's tough. It's, it's a balance as we think, Hey, if you just had apples every meal. Yeah. That's not good for you. No. Right? No. You know, so, so balance in life I think is, is, is kind of the big key takeaway and, and it's a tool at the end of the day, right? It's no, maybe different than in business, a, a, a billboard or a TV spot or a radio ad or a bumper sticker. Yeah, for sure.
0: And I mean, like the mindfulness of that. And like, if you catch yourself in that kind of state of mind as you're using those tools, that's where you got to be able to catch yourself, right? You got to catch yourself and say, you know, I'm comparing my life to everybody else's life, life here and I got to stop. I just have to be aware that I'm doing that. Um and hopefully that'll help to dissipate that uh, that behavior. So comparing the
1: highlight reels at that, right? I mean yeah, that's that's the scariest totally. part, right? Because yep. as we know, it's the all the good stuff doesn't doesn't even make the gram, right? Yep. So um Okay, that's uh, hey, that's big, man. That work-life balance, I think, is something we're all looking for. Um, if you had any other advice to young professionals and entrepreneurs, you've kind of been on both ends of the spectrum as a working professional in the financial industry, and then as an entrepreneur with Blue Moose. Yep. Um, can you, uh, you know, is there some takeaways? If you if you had to share a piece of advice, or if you had one word of wisdom. Um, for, for someone who is kind of up and coming in the game and, and is looking to make an impact, uh, maybe they're not exactly sure, um, of their path, but, uh, but they know they, they, they have an interest in business.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I, here's, here's something that I, um, I worked on this little bit, uh, in Heather Morrison's, um, uh, deliver your best, uh, speaking, uh, class. And so. I did one too. Did you? Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, it was great. So, um, She's the best. It yeah. was awesome. Yeah, and so... You, you graduated? I did, yeah. High five. Yeah. Whoop! <laughs> um, <laughs> Alumni in the house. So what I kind of crafted my little, like just my practice bit on was yeah. um, following your dreams. And, Amazing. And, you know, I, I have this belief that if you have a dream, you're fully capable of achieving it. But it's not going to happen unless you really have three things coming for you. The first thing is you have to believe in yourself Mm. because if you don't believe in yourself, then who else is going to, right? Um, The number two thing I would say is you have to really understand, you know, you need to have a plan. You need to figure out like, what is your plan? What are you trying to achieve? Um, You know, what are all the things? if, If my dream, if my vision is like 10 years out, and it's like a big, um, big, hairy, audacious goal. Mm. Um, what are the like building blocks? What are my like stepping stones a to bee, ever get into that?
1: HAG, is it? Yeah, whatever. I don't know. You know, I'm not a and I, then I don't have a commerce degree. Sorry. And,
0: and then the third thing, and this one's probably the most important one is like you got to understand what's your why. Like, what is your mm. purpose? Because where where I see a lot of young professionals get caught up on or caught up and I do lots of mentoring through the Edward School of Business is they're doing it for the money. They're like, you know Mm. what, that profession, financial advising, or like anything real estate, they're like, you know what, there's those guys make good money. And I'm always like, that's bullshit. Like, don't, don't do it because it's, you're going to make good money. Like do it because. It's not
1: sustainable. Do
0: it because you love what that can help you to do. That Mm. you can help and make an impact in those people's lives. That you can solve that problem that you've identified. So make sure that you really understand your why and what your purpose is. Um, And if you can, if you can do that. Every single day will be way more meaningful, way more enjoyable to actually come to work and work towards that. And the money's going to follow. You know that it will. If you're if you're working hard at something, it's you're going to make a, a, a reasonable life. Maybe you're not a millionaire. Maybe you're not like some super famous rich person. Who cares? You have followed your heart and you're doing the thing that you think is most important. And I guess that's where I would probably always go to young people professionals when they're first coming out of the gates is a lot of time because they're just been living like a poor ass student. They're going for more money. money hungry, they're right? just money. Hey, hungry, is, And so that's where I think. It be
1: motivation. Right. I mean, but, but it's yeah. again, I, I, I totally agree. I feel it's maybe not sustainable unless you love it.
0: No, hey, if you love it and you can connect your why, then I don't I have no, I don't have a problem with people making money. Right. Right. Like I don't, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm not no, trying absolutely. to like say don't make money. <laughs> Do it for the right reasons. I think, I think, uh, sorry to rephrase,
1: uh, uh, simply if if you're in it for the money and you and you don't love it, uh, then it's not sustainable. Yeah. But if you love what you do and, and,
0: and. <laughs> and the byproduct and is that you're making a good living. Exactly. And then then now it's hell yeah, birds, man. right? I mean, now we're like, that's yeah. the sweet spot, right? I mean, Woo! it's the,
1: the American dream, I, I think is what they call that, right? So. Um, no, that's, that's fantastic advice. I think, you know, did Steve jobs say something similar where it's like, Hey, look, if you don't love it, it's, it's over, right? Yeah. Because it's going to be a grind and it's going to be tough and it's going to be lonely yeah. and it's going to be all those things, especially in entrepreneurship. Right. But, um, in the world of uh, business as well. Right. So, um, any, uh, any final thoughts, Trav, uh, yeah. Any other BHAGs, uh, <laughs> that you want to share, uh, nah. with us uh, and our listeners here?
0: No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. You're feeling I, good. I, hey, I think Pete. I did, or I, I, I'm enjoying this conversation and, and, uh, you know, congrats to Sipe for getting this off the ground. It's, it's pretty cool to, to have a, a local podcast, uh, featuring, you know, just business stories and, and young professionals and young business owners. That's cool. It's a thrill for me because I get a chance to, to meet a lot of people and,
1: and uh, for you and I, we, we go back pretty good. But, uh, you know, our first guest, uh, guest Stephanie Yong, you know, we were getting to know each other as the show progressed, which yeah. was kind of fun too, right? Totally. So we didn't get into uh, any juicy stories about, uh, you know, almost losing you on the sand dunes and uh, uh, yeah. on the lake. And yeah, no, we don't <laughs> need to get into that. Oh man. Okay. Well that's for another show, I suppose. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today on, uh, the site podcast, the Sype show and, uh, second, uh, second episode in, in the books here. So, uh, yeah, I think that was a real treat for our listeners and, um, yeah, you're an inspiration to a lot of people in, in, in the community and in business and, uh, good job, man. Keep, uh, keep doing you and, uh, thanks for, thanks for coming on out. Thanks, dude. I'm your host, Chris Sikorsky, proud SIPE board member and owner of SickPix Productions. I'll leave you with a quote from Darren Hardy. Your adversity is your advantage. Your past has built muscles, not wounds. Thanks for listening.
0: The SIPE Show. Be sure to subscribe for more info on SIPE, our events, and how to access professional volunteer and community opportunities in Saskatchewan. Visit sype.ca. Produced at sound lounge by t-bone when's the lows in motion reunion oh, festival that was next on my list. next year actually I want to do really? it really yeah yeah I want to do it because it's our five-year anniversary like uh of it being done so wow. so 2023'll be the year